0: Sorry.
1: Okay.
0: Bye. <laughs>
2: That's the All-Star Trio, of course, with uh, their big hit from 1916, or do I want to say 1919? I think 16 was Afghanistan, they had a hit called Afghanistan, Maybe not. and um, 1919, I think it was for the alcoholic blues. Let's listen a little more. skeletons that played themselves in the old black and white cartoons, All-Star Trio. turns out to be. They gave you your money's worth, the All-Star Trio. Okay, we got the general idea, that's the All-Star Trio. Who were they? They were Wheeler Wadsworth, uh, pianist, Victor Arden. Uh, on the saxophone, that was Wheeler Wadsworth. Uh, the pianist is uh, Victor, the pianist. Victor Arden and the xylophonist George Hamilton Green. I really that, thing going. that guy never quit. I guess you really can't really count on a xylophone because the silences are deafening on a xylophone. Got Greg on the line here. I was complaining earlier about the heat index uh, in here in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, I said it's 106 heat index here. And... Uh, uh, I wanted to hear from someone who has my perfect heat index, which would be 72 for a heat index. That's with all the heat included, 72. And Greg called. Hey, Greg. Hey, Michael. How are you? You know, it's going to be 72 today. Yeah. And you're where?
1: I'm in Oregon City, Oregon. And we call it Oregon, not
2: Oregon. I, I call it origami most of the time because yeah, I just can't, I can never get it right. So I take the nearest, closest word to it. Yeah, good. It's just good, a, a, good. A, yeah. I, I yeah. recognize your weather. We used to live in Sugar Camp. So. You used to live in Sugar Camp? Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Is that near us or near you? No, that's actually between Rhinelander and Eagle River. Who knew that? You <laughs> get around, don't you, Greg? Are you like, what are you, yeah, like Johnny yeah. Appleseed? Are you spreading uh, seed all around all the country? Did own an apple orchard once, but. You did? Yeah. Well, where was that? Uh, Eugene, Oregon. In Eugene, oh, beautiful Eugene, and all. And what what are you doing out there now in uh, Oregon? Recovering from pneumonia. You are? Yeah. Oh, you poor guy. How'd you get that?
1: Yeah. I, actually, uh,. I have a grandson that was in the hospital, and he came home with some kind of thing, and we
2: all oh. got sick. And you all got yeah, it—that kind of thing. You have a grand- grandson? You sound like you're about eighteen or twenty-two at the thanks. most. Yeah, I have five grandsons, two granddaughters. You're and kidding me, granddaughter. Greg? It's not no. true. So you're— li- it means you're lying about the heat index too being seventy-two. Uh, undoubtedly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, when you're not lying, what do you do? Uh,
1: Greg? Uh, well, actually, I'm the uh, director of a train museum. A train
2: museum. Well, there that's are such things. We should make terribly. you our town of the week, then. This would be just <laughs> ideal because we haven't had one in a while. <laughs> yes, I know. Is the is the train museum in Oregon City, Oregon? It's actually in Portland. The the city of yeah.
1: Portland owns three uh, huge steam locomotives. They were given to them in 1958, and a uh-huh. group of volunteers has kept them running. Who
2: gives somebody a steam locomotive? What is what is what? Uh,
1: well, you know, they weren't. They were going to put them, uh, cut them up for scrap.
2: Yeah. These are the old the old timers, are huh? the old trains. Huh? What what line ran what line ran out there in uh, your uh, neck of the woods?
1: Well, the uh, Seattle uh, Spokane Portland and Seattle is one. Yeah. The Oregon Railroad and Navigation, uh-huh. uh, which also ran steamboats, and the Southern Pacific. And the Southern Pacific's the one that gave the city the
2: locomotives in '58. Isn't that amazing? And so you had to do something with them, so you, you built a museum.
1: Well, they kind of sat out in a park for decades and decades, yeah. and then. Um, yeah. About seven years ago, this group of volunteers raised enough money to build a museum for them.
2: Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And And they actually run. No. That's a big museum. You lay track in that museum and they they run? There's track. The museum is
1: actually located in the middle of uh, three different railroads.
2: Yeah, but if you run your trains on them, isn't that going to disrupt the Amtrak coming through? Uh,
1: We don't run them on... Well, long story about Amtrak, but no... Yeah, make it a short story, uh, though. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. We no, we run. Just say Amtrak. That's called... enough. So, if you notice that people say just <laughs> Amtrak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, no I, I get either. it. I get it. Yeah. Is there anything left? Yeah,
1: uh, but no. We take fifteen thousand people on short runs at Christmas time. No kidding. Where do you take uh, them or to? Or time, either
2: one. Where Where do you take them to?
1: Uh, it's down uh, uh, between Portland and a town called Selwood along the Willamette River. Yeah, well, I bet it's a
2: pretty little ride there. It is. It yeah. is. It's Sixty-five times. And then do you have to ride backwards coming back, or is there any way of you getting... Do. You do? Yeah? Yeah. That'd be fun, too. Have you got a caboose? It, it is. Or just the uh, engine? We don't
1: use a caboose. We have what's called a round-end car, so it's an observation car with a rounded end, so it's got windows all the way around. Oh, this is this cool. And when you cool. backwards, the yeah. conductor
2: sits back there and Does tells he? the engineer if there's anything on the track. You know, it's like the old streetcars we used to have here in Milwaukee. They had it they, is. they had little controllers at either end; these little handles the kids could play with. That's low. right. And if you had the right one, you could actually stop the thing I'm from sure moving. I'm sure
1: you figured that out.
2: Yeah. Well, that's really amazing. Is is that your is that your uh, career as well? That area, or are you? Uh, no, I'm uh, sort of retired.
1: I retired for about three months, and then yeah. these guys called and said they needed somebody to help yeah.
2: them raise some money. So. Oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, and, yeah. and what what field were you uh, did you retire from? Raising money. Raising money. Uh, yeah.
1: Wow. I, I worked in uh, nonprofits for about forty five years.
2: Unbelievable. And yeah. now and now it's just all trains and, and you do anything else in your retirement now? Just <laughs> lie about your age. Yeah, I, I have a wood shop as well. A wood shop as well, and in that wood shop, you make. Yes. Things of wood.
1: The latest, the latest thing we did was uh, uh, with a crew of people. We refurbished a 1947 vintage rail car, only one of six in the world. Holy and, cow! Yeah, redid uh, all the walls and molding, and other guys worked on the floor. And it's a oh, beautiful car. It's got a lounge, a bar. You'd love that part. Uh, yeah, a, a,
2: a dining room on one area and, and Yeah. And then are we gonna launch? Are we to launch that on the museum line with yeah. the bar? yeah yes on august 28th holy cow i gotta be there <laughs> that's quick is it all done it is uh, it is all done that, that's it's a massive amount years of pro- yeah well you
1: know,
2: there are a lot of people working on it this summer and you know what that is that's a labor of love greg it is i never had it one is, of those is. what does that feel like I must be amazing exhausting but amazing it was it was exhausting, yes,
1: but very yeah. fun, and a lot of people contributed, put a lot of
2: work into it. Yeah, pretty pretty well, cool. Oh, well, that's just fantastic. And just yeah. to get back to our original, it was not much of a, a theme or an appeal, but your your heat is this a normal temperature for you? There is it 72 degrees? That's the temperature, or it might get up to mid 70s, uh, but by yeah. August it'll be 90. So you're saying it's the perfect climate for me, at least. Uh, it's just the perfect climate. Yeah. Greg, I want to thank you so much for calling in. It's cool, man. Cause I know it's early out there and I appreciate uh,
1: it. Yeah. But I have to say yeah. long time listener, first time caller. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 thanks, Greg. You're the man. All
1: right, Michael. I appreciate it. Take care. Yeah, Bye. Be well, thanks. be Bye. well. Bye. Yeah. Bye.
2: What a great guy. What an amazing guy. Look what he's done with those trains raises money for nonprofits, all that and then he goes and gets pneumonia but he's doing well i'm sure and he sounded good and he sounds like a much younger greg and that's worth something right there i guess i can put on my headphones now i couldn't use them with the landline and that was the first call of our landline and i'll I tell you I, I feel vindicated a lot of people say landline schmanline and i say uh just landline i guess i don't and you know, i don't I'm, The word landline to me is ridiculous. It's a telephone. This is a telephone. Everybody used to have them. See? Here. See this? It's a telephone. See the yard sale get it? Uh, Plug it in. Of course, you won't have the the other wires that you need to connect you to the phone company. But I got them because uh, I have this misplaced idea that landlines are good to have. How are you? You looking well? And thanks, uh, Greg, very much for calling uh, for, uh, for proving that there is a better heat index at, at 72 there in Oregon City, Oregon. And that trains are really cool. Fixing them up is amazing. Uh, we got a lot going on today, and actually very little, and because uh, I haven't really left the house. and This is about the fifth day, I think. I've just gone out to let the dog out, and then he, she goes out, pardon me, and uh, I go back in. She, Bella, is quite tolerant of the heat, even though she is black and furry, and absorbs a lot of it. She doesn't seem to know that as a problem for her. But I am, you know, I have none of those qualities, and I just can't take it more than a minute or two. Oh, the air is heavy out there, yes, sirree. And but I hope it's uh, things are good by you, and uh, that you're uh, irrigating yourself. No, that's not what they say. Uh, you're taking a lot of water in we got a very special thing today coming up a little bit later in the show. We're waiting right now. The uh, uh, Lyle is up in uh, Minneapolis, and he's going to be playing the carillon at the Central Lutheran Church there in Greater Minneapolis in Osseo. And um, the thing is that uh, they're Reform Lutheran. So actually their service is on Saturday. So uh, that's the very Reform. It's the Minneapolis uh synod i can say that minneapolis synod see and i keep thinking i'm gonna say synod so i worry about that anyway yeah they're very liberal so they have saturday uh services and uh the uh, minister right now <coughs> excuse me i believe is uh the pastor there is uh, who is that i wrote his name down somewhere he's very good he's one of my favorite in the field, Pastor D. Uh, D Foy Christofferson, and uh, today uh, is supposed to be the gospel according to Luke, and uh, Luke is not one of my favorites, you know, John, I don't know, they keep holding up John at football games, so I worry about him too, but Luke, I, I don't know, prodigal son was Luke. It was a great song when the Stones got a hold of it, but before that, it was eh, eh, eh. And, uh, I And th- wasn't Luke the one who said uh, what a wife should be, or was that Matthew? I don't know. Anyhow, uh, but I'm sure this is a good sermon. It's about it's. In fact, I have I looked it up here in my Holy Bible. <sighs> Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks. Thy hair is as a flock of goats. A lot of women wouldn't care for that analogy. That appeareth from Mount Gilead. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are sh- even shorn. You know, this guy is getting nowhere with anybody. Which uh, came up from the washing. Who would say that? Whereof every one bears twins, and none is barren among them. God, nice teeth would work. It's a lot simpler. Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet. Okay. And thy speech is comely. Thy temples are like a piece of a pomegranate within thy locks. Uh, It gets worse. Uh, Thy neck is like the Tower of David, builded for an armory, whereupon there hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. She's a big one. Thy two breasts are like two young rows that are twins which feed among the lilies. Well, that could have been worse. Okay, well, oh, that's the Song of Solomon. I thought that was the Song of Luke. Okay, never mind. That's not the one. And uh, let's just, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to go to the live uh, Lyle-Carillon broadcast from uh, the uh, central Lutheran uh, Carillon Tower but let's just if we could look in on um, the sermon I think that would be pretty darn cool
3: the holy gospel according to Luke holy. just uh, then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus teacher, rabbi, he said what must I do to inherit eternal life Jesus said to him, "What is written in the law? What do you read there?" Yeah. Okay. And the lawyer answered, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, yeah. and with all your soul, and yeah. with all your strength, yeah. and with all your mind, and, he's a and lawyer? your as yourself." Yeah. And Jesus said to him, yeah. "You have given the right answer. Oh. Do this, and you will live." Oh. But wanting to justify himself just a little more,
2: yeah.
3: he asked, "All Jesus, right,
2: well, we'll get back. This is uh, this is uh, Luke." Uh, I believe the thing with the lawyer uh, who wants to get in heaven, basically, and he wants to cut a deal with God. What's he got to do? Well, la di da. Let's go to uh, all the news that isn't get through this pretty quickly. I think, and then while we're waiting for a uh, while to suit up there. He's got to go up. It's just like the Apollo Eleven, you know. Lyle suits up. He has uh, He has actually an air-conditioned little. Um, metallic suit that he wears because there's no air conditioning in any carillon's anywhere because it would all go out the bell tower, you know. And What, are you paying for the whole world? As my father would have said. What are you? And so, uh, um, yeah, no, and they go up in a lift there just like that and he's got a little air conditioner hose that goes into his suit that he wears and he's probably, uh, I would say he's either up there now or he's rising up into the uh, nose cone of that carillon right now, so We're pretty excited about that. Okay, uh, all the news that isn't. uh, 50 years after the moon landing, all I can think of is my wife would've yelled at him for the footprint. Kim Jong-un wants to land his uncle on the moon and leave him there. These are various things I thought about the moon landing anniversary, 50 years. Uh, Mike Pence is in charge of this moonshot, so if something goes wrong, you know there won't be using the names Lord in vain going on. And if Pence can't pull it off, hey, Ralph Cramden's bang, zoom, you're going to the moon, never happened for Alice either. So there's a reference very few people will get. Okay, one in three individuals who appear to be talking to themselves is... Paul McCartney is rewriting "It's a Wonderful Life." You remember that movie? It's a terrible movie. It was originally called, where this guy works a savings and loan. And he looks a lot like Jimmy Stewart. Is jumping going to jump off a bridge because the savings and loan is not doing so good? You know how that goes. And an angel comes down and says to him, "Listen, you know, if you weren't here, this is what this movie would look like." So they run this whole thing about without if he did not exist because he was that important. So. A little background. So Paul McCartney is rewriting it a uh, it's a wonderful life as a musical uh, in which an archangel shows a despondent Paul the be- what the Beatles would have been like if they if he was not around to be a part of the Beatles and in fact they would have been Freddie I gotta do this right what the Beatles would have been like if they were not the Beatles. All right, that's a lot for a lousy joke. Freddy and the Dreamers. All right, anyway, after Rory McElroy starts the open with a quadruple bogey, a Trump executive order gives him a double eagle. So there you go. He likes that. Okay. Uh, Melania takes her, send her back personally, returns to Sevnica, towing her parents the Kanavs behind her. Her dad still has a Hugo dealership back there, so she'll land on her feet. Trump impeachment fails in the House; Impalement, however, advances. Uh, while Trump was waiting for his mob to end their chanting, he was doing the hand thing. Did you notice that? He was doing the, the little thing where you do you take your other hand and you go, "Yo, get more, 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 more." El Chapo gets life in prison, but they can't touch El Trumpo. Passenger from Colombia fails to fool Spanish police with his cocaine under the toupee trick. I have a picture of that here. Here's a man who tried to get through with the cocaine under his rather odd looking toupee. Looks like a little nest on his head there. But the Spanish police caught him. So this makes me think it's time to see what's under that Trump toupee. Kellyanne says she meant to inquire about the reporter's ethnicity as far as restaurant choices. So they're just going to go out to lunch. It really got misconstrued. Mystery solved. Mike Pence was called back to the White House because no one else would Heimlich trump. And he had choked on actually an entire taco bowl. And this was in an actual bowl. China achieves the first in quantum entanglement by teleporting an object 300 miles. Gets a swift response from Trump, who issues a quantum entanglement tariff. Say that ten times fast. Teleportation is cool, but really China's number one achievement has to be getting all two billion Chinese on facial recognition. Starbucks has stopped selling newspapers in its stores. Now they just stop selling coffee. Put in a couple of pool tables, some vending machines. Put the comb and condom dispenser in the men's room. Hygiene products in the ladies. Maybe condoms, too, the way things go these days. The Kennedy Center is honoring Sesame Street and Earth, Wind, and Fire. No word yet if they will be performing together. Love to see Miss Piggy with Earth, Wind, and Fire, wouldn't you? Although Animal on the drums may be a bit too much for EWNF. But I know he'd like to hang out with them backstage. And finally, and I mean that, the Earth's core has been leaking for 2.5 billion years. So let's see, 2.5 billion years times $25 an hour. Plus the charge just for coming out to look at it comes to all the news that isn't. The was
0: well,
2: pretty good. Do, 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 do. former brush salesman, I understand it, in Liverpool. Freddy and the Dreamers, part of a bad joke earlier. You might have missed it. Can't help you there. Uh, this is unprecedented. You think it's hot here. This is unprecedented. Alert Nunavut is warmer than Victoria. This is from the Canadian press, so I don't know what they're talking about. Alert Nunavut is warmer than Victoria. Let's see if they tell us where that is. Weather watchers are focused on the world's most northernly community. Okay, that's cool. A record-breaking heat wave. It's really quite spectacular, says David Phillips. This is unprecedented. The weather agency confirmed that Canadian Forces Station Alert hit a record of 21 degrees centigrade. Well, what is that? Who knows how much that is? Is that hot, 21 degrees centigrade? Uh, On Sunday, on Monday, the military listening post on top of Ellesmere Island had reached 20 degrees centigrade by noon, an inch slightly higher later in the day. What a day that was. Alert was warmer both days than Victoria, B.C., a Canadian go-to for balmy climbs. I didn't realize. Victoria, B.C. doesn't sound balmy. The average July high for alert is 7 degrees centigrade. Phillips says that means that the heat wave at the top of the world is the equivalent of Toronto registering a daytime high of 42 degrees centigrade. I, that would be so impressive if I knew what any of this meant and where they were. So that's, so it goes to show you. Let's see where they are in the uh, sermon. Okay, it's got to be further along. Well,
3: there was get there. a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Oh. Oh. You get to tune out, right? Yeah. We know what uh,
2: comes next. Sure.
3: We know what this parable is all about, it's, it's, right?
2: Yes. But But do we? No. Yet, yeah, uh, no.
3: The story, the characters have yeah. been interpreted in actually a myriad way, myriad of ways.
2: Myriad of ways. Good and word, I think since Sunday use.
3: school days, we've always assumed that we would be the one who would step in and help the person in need, right? Right. That's a good concrete ethical object lesson for vacation Bible Why school for today. We would be the good Samaritan? Yes. That it's a story, a, an example, yeah. we should follow. Okay, well, this, is, nice this has got
2: to be towards the end of it here now, so I'm just going to see if I can call up Lyle's uh, Carol line. We've got connected up there, a great expense to us. He's either practicing or this, I think. Yes, I believe we have him. I believe we have him. to give that Lyle a good talking to when he gets back here. You can't do this. People expect something liturgical. Well, that's kind of a cute idea, though. I think Luke would have liked it. Well, I want to thank you for listening uh, or watching or whatever you were doing, and I want to thank Greg in particular there from Oregon City, Oregon for getting us off on the right foot even if I lost that foot afterwards. Talk to you real soon.